0: You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the out of way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when
1: we came to the center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it the, the work out in the weight room. But you, pick
2: up, you were enough to pick up the whole weight room.
3: good morning it is it is Thursday morning and we have made it through Hump day so let's finish out the week strong I am Xavier Houston I'm sitting in for Martin again this morning while he is out on assignment and we will be doing a lot of talking about football from Minka Fitzpatrick getting a new deal Alabama adding two new non-conference teams to their schedule. As we know, most likely conference schedule gets a little, non-conference gets a little bit shorter with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas coming to the conference. We'll also be talking about they might be letting alcohol into Coleman Coliseum, So let's see the impacts on that. And of course, Thursday, we have Hank South on, we'll be talking some recruiting, and we will dive a little bit into can this 2022 defense be better than 2021? And could it potentially be the best defense out has ever fielded? But I have Joe pressing all the right buttons for me this morning. Joe, I hope you're having a good
4: morning. Yes, sir. Just waking up, getting up and out. I'm ready to see what the day's got in store today.
3: So to start it off, we have Mika Fitzpatrick getting a new contract, making him the highest paid safety in NFL history. At a little bit over $18 million a year with $36 million guaranteed. I think it's official, Alabama now has claim to DBU, especially if you want to get paid, because you talk about Martin Humphrey signing an almost $100 million deal, and now you have Minka Fitzpatrick becoming the highest paid safety in NFL history. I don't know if it can get much better than that. And then you can also add the, just the number of guys in the league. We've got a guy from Alabama who is a walk-on to an undrafted free agent. And people can't keep him off the field and leave out Wallace. It just shows you the depth and what Nick Saban does with his DBs because you know those guys are his babies. And he's always going to make sure that they are well prepared and ready for the NFL. Joe, was it shocking to you to see Minka get this type of deal, or was this expected uh, for his caliber of play?
4: I think because uh, you know he's been playing really, really well in the NFL. He's been playing high-level defensive back for, for really since he burst on the scene here at Alabama. Uh, I, I think the Steelers really value what he brings to the. To their defense, really protecting the back end, allowing the pass rush to some time to get to uh, to get to the quarterback. I, I I was really happy for him. I I uh, I'm sure that uh, he's the, he's the type of a guy that did not let the money change his work ethic, and uh, I, I'm sure the Steelers are going to get their value out of him over the next four, five, six years. Uh, the, the, it was a four year contract, five year contract, but uh, uh, I think they're going to get their their value out of him uh, over the length of the contract.
3: Oh, Without a doubt, especially when you see he's still, what, he's 20, 25, so he's still really just entering the prime of his career, so he has a lot of room left to still grow and improve and be a dominant factor in that secondary for years to come, and let's talk about two new, (coughs) excuse me, uh, two new non-conference games Alabama has added in the future. We will be playing Eastern Illinois in 2025 and UT Martin in 2028. Now, I know these are uh, FCS schools. They're not powerhouses by any stretch of the word, but I think this is going to be the result of when you see these bigger conferences continue to add top level teams because now you're adding uh, a Texas and an Oklahoma. You're going to a like they nine-game conference schedule. So it gets a little bit tougher overall. So I don't know, <laughs> as far as the SEC goes, how much longer we'll see these big games played out of conference, knowing that at the end of the year, if you're the best, you're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Joe, what do you think about adding – FCS teams and probably most likely starting to see the filter out of these bigger uh, non-conference games that we're used to seeing.
4: It's terrible, Xavier. Two boring opponents. Two boring opponents are going to be terrible in, in, in here in Brian Dean Stadium. Greg Byrne uh, has to be adding a- adding opponents that are going to be, be bringing value to the city and bringing value to the schedule. And these two games don't bring any value at all to the schedule. Uh, so very, very boring. And when I saw that... I just rolled my eyes yesterday and thought, how lame is that? I mean if we're Alabama and when and we, we say we're the best football program in the country and we say uh, you know, that we take on all comers, this, that, and the other, we shouldn't be wasting our time with these programs playing these stupid games. Uh it's terrible. Yeah, I
3: but do you think with like I said, with them adding the adding two powerhouse teams from a top conference to the SEC, do you think it makes it harder? You know, when you when you look at the course of a, a season, it's potentially up to 15 games now. Do you really want to see Alabama potentially get beat up on, have an injury against a, a – or, or would you be more okay if it was a – if we started filling these games with like a UAB uh, South Alabama – you know a team, an in-state team that could use the money and it'll draw more fans more likely
4: well we're never going to play one of those in-state schools because of <laughs> coach bryant's and his policies uh, so uh I mean, no. It's just the level of competition that's boring to me. We ought to go find a Kansas State, or we ought to go find UConn. We ought to go find uh, Oregon State. We ought to go find you know a lo- a lower level team in a Power Five conference that 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 you know that brings any sort of intrigue. You know, Northern Illinois. Well, it's going to be. I mean, let me tell you right now, it's going to be Alabama minus forty two. And they're going to play it at eleven a.m. on the first weekend of uh, on the first weekend of September. Uh, It's going to be one hundred and ten degrees in in Bryant Denny Stadium, and they'll be giving away tickets for free.
3: No, I mean I I can't disagree with you on the circumstances of it, but I I do think there should be a look at, like you said, a Power Five school, but it it doesn't have to be the top of those Power Fives. Just Someone yeah, bring in Hawaii. That, yeah, a, a little excitement behind it, you know. Versus, you know, and eat. I mean, I think with Alabama and the way they're rolling, it's it's a win regardless. But you know, maybe give you a, a, a smidgen of concern. I guess is kind of what you're getting at, uh, as far as the competition level. But, uh, but did you hear? It's been a a rough week for Walt Maddox uh, after getting absolutely torched by by Alabama fans and including our own Ryan Fowler over his comments about Auburn making it to Omaha in baseball. But it looks like he's given up his fight to keep alcohol away from uh, the university and the events. It no longer looks like the city's going to put up a fight which which is what stopped it from happening last year so it looks like we could potentially see alcohol sales not only at Coleman Coliseum but Bryant Denny as well. Do you think this is a good revenue source and how do you think is the way to regulate it? Um you do
4: I mean I think pretty I think a lot of revenue sources I think pretty much any revenue source is a good revenue source really. Uh I do I don't really think it's going to affect a whole lot of things in Brightline Stadium because people have been drinking in the stadium for years, just sneaking it in, in in their in their socks or uh you know, putting it in their waistband and bringing it in, dumping it into their Coca-Colas. Uh that or they, you know, get loaded up before the game. I don't I A, a way to regulate it maybe uh I mean, you got to have probably a cutoff time at some point in the game. You know, the third quarter this, that, and the. Other. It, 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 when you go to NFL games, they they stop selling beer. I think at the end, uh, at when the third quarter ends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good thing for 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 Tuscaloosa, for the, the team, for the city, for uh, for the program. I, I don't really think it's going to change things uh, the way that a lot of people uh, have maybe, a lot of people maybe vocalized. Oh, we don't want the whole the whole the whole stadium to be drunk. Well, <laughs> breaking news: <laughs> they've been drunk. They've been drunk for. Uh, they're they're going to get it in. Most of these people who are wanting to drink during the games find a way to drink during the games. So uh, I think it'll probably be, end up being yeah. uh, a positive thing uh, overall.
3: Okay, Uh I, I think it is. I think it's a good revenue source, but there definitely has to be some type of regulations. And uh, I've I've been to just a couple of NFL games and never really drank it once so I didn't even know that that's when they normally cut it off so uh, I think that is a I think that is a, a good thing end it at the end of the third quarter give people a little bit of time to to sober up and travel safely home um, if if you can't people don't drink and drive you know the rules you know the laws don't put your life or someone else's life in danger. Uh, And to wrap up this first quarter, Joe, they have officially sold out the Texas Alabama game. Now, if this game hasn't been hyped up with all of the transfers, with all of the coaches that have left Alabama to be at Texas now, we know you had the, the number one quarterback from the twenty twenty class, the number one quarterback from the twenty twenty one class, uh, two top ten running backs in the country. This this game had every has everything for the making of an all time classic, and now we know uh, D K. Royal Stadium is going to be sold out. Why is this not a night game? <laughs>
4: Well, it's not a night game because of the Fox. F- Fox already has contracts in place that day for the, that's their final week of uh, that's their final week of Saturday night baseball. So at seven o'clock that night, Fox is going to be flipping over uh, to pl- to play some Major League Baseball. So their only other slots were two thirty or eleven o'clock, pretty much. So. Yeah, that's that's the that's the breaks and fi, you know, you know Fox has been running their big noon kickoff for the last handful of years, so that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. It, it it does have the makings to be a classic if the University of Texas shows up to play.
3: Yeah, I just man that that's insane that they need to shorten the baseball season, Joe. 162 games too much. You interfering with our football. Uh <laughs> No, that, that's that's insane. That That's why we have an Alabama-Texas game kickoff at 11 a.m. Uh, man, that's going to be a, a fun day waking up trying to cover that, uh, especially with all the hype. But, uh, yo know, that's the end of the first quarter. Uh, guys, if you want to get in on the show, you can call the Alabama 1 hotline at 5342 four. In this second quarter, we will be breaking down. Can this 2022 Alabama defense be better than last year's? And could it potentially be the best defense Alabama has ever fielded? Tide
0: 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, everything pretty quiet as we start our Thursday morning. It's going to be another hot one, so please be careful outdoors. If you see conditions, just give me a call. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle at towns and Nissan. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. Station tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Another sizzling day ahead. The sky partly to mostly sunny with only a small chance of a thunderstorm this afternoon or this evening. The high today 98, the low tonight 76. Tomorrow mostly sunny. The chance of a shower stays small. The high also 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
2: Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com
0: Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston show. With Martin Houston. And XSNO Sports, Xavier Houston.
3: All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston show. I'm Xavier Houston. And we are about to break down, can this 2022 Alabama defense be better than last year? And can it get into the conversation of the greatest defense of all time? And yes, when we all look at this defense, we all know the big names. We all know Will Anderson Jr. We all know Dallas Turner. We all know Jordan Battle. Henry Toto and Eli Ricks. Those are the big names on this defense. But what makes a defense great and what gives it the ability to be great is all of those secondary role players when you look at it. When you look at a DJ Dale, uh, Justin Boykby, a Byron Young, uh, Kool-Aid McKenzie, who has the chance to be a breakout star, uh, DeMarco Hams, who's been solid in the secondary, and of course, you have Brian Branch, Jalen Moody, all of these guys that come together. Chris Braswell. I mean, the, the list goes on. And that's what makes a defense great. It's not just the big names doing things, but it's all those other guys playing their role and playing it to a T that makes a defense work smoothly. Because all it takes is one guy out of that 11 missing his assignment, and you've given up a big play. You've given up a touchdown, and it's game over. So you look at those things, and I think it is what those secondary guys can do to complement those big names that is going to make this defense special. And it's not saying that last year's defense was bad by any means, but I think the addition of an Eli Ricks, uh, a more experienced Dallas Turner, does help. I think uh, you, you lose a little bit of athleticism when you look at a, uh, a Christian Harris compared to a Jalen Moody or even compared to a, a Deontay Lawson, which I know Joe's a big fan of him. Uh, but you still have experience there. You're talking about a guy that's coming back for his fifth year. Moody's the guy. And then you have a young, you have the young more athletic guy of the two of them in Lawson who I, who I think would be able to do a lot of good things in, in certain situations as far as a coverage linebacker. Uh Joe, what do you think it takes to make the defense special? Oh
4: well, well I think uh, the front. I mean, stopping the run is is really going to be where it all begins, and I think that with Tim Smith, with DJ Dale, with, with uh, Jamarian Latham, I I think that uh, I think once you force an offense to be one dimensional then you can really really get after them and attack them. So if they if the if the defense can really step up and stop the run consistently speaking, uh th- then then really you're going to see Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell and all those guys eat uh, on the pass rush, especially with the great secondary that you just mentioned. So real uh I, I feel like if the focus is uh, stopping the run first and make it, making making de- teams getting teams into the long down and distances, forcing them into being predictable, then I think the defense can become uh very, very dangerous.
3: So when I when I look at this defense and I'm looking at a guy that I guess you would call an unsung hero when it comes down to it, I, I think I think it I, I don't know if I can go with a a as you know, I probably won't go with a single player. I'll go with that defensive line because of what you just mentioned, what they can, and you look at the fact. Excuse me, we hear a lot about all the other guys. We hear about the safeties, we hear about the corners, we hear about the off ball linebackers, we hear about the the edge rush linebackers. Uh, but we don't talk about how good this defensive line really could be. Because you didn't even mention uh Jamil uh Burrows and his potential of what he could add to this defensive line. But I think of guys, as you said, is where it starts uh, and and where everything is focused on or along this defense. Everybody knows what Will Anderson and, and company is going to do. We know what Jordan Battle and company is going to do. We know we've got Toto. He's going to be roaming sideline to sideline, knocking heads off. That's what he did at Tennessee. That's what he did last year at Bama. So I just expect more of it this year. If you had to look at a, a guy, a group – that's
2: going to
4: be that un- unsung hero this year. Who do you think it'll be? Yeah, I mean it'll be the guys up up front doing the dirty work to make uh, the stars like Toa Toa and Will Anderson look good. Uh, I think I, I I stick with the same answer, kind of from the, from the last question. It'll be your DJ Dales, your Tim 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 Smith, your Jamarian Latham, Byron Young. I I, I think you're gonna have a uh, did a boy be graduate? I don't think he did. So he's he'll be he'll be yeah, right yeah, there with them. Uh, so so I think it's going to be that group of guys. Uh, yeah, and, and you talk about Jaheim Otis might get into that mix as well. I think the the, the interior defensive linemen are pretty much going to be the guys who um, who allow the, the who allow the athletes and allow the stars to look like stars. Uh, Xavier, I'll, I'll I'll spin it back to you and ask you how much pressure. How much pressure is uh, Pete Golding under this year with, with the talent that he's got? Uh, I know that he's started off his career as de- you know de- defense, as linebackers coach and defensive coordinator under a lot of scrutiny from the Alabama fan base. Last year, kind of backed off a little bit because of b- better results. But how much pressure is he under to have a, a season where the defense is looking uh, uh, basically unpenetrable?
3: yeah i mean i think this is the first year that i'll really look at pete and go all right man you got to live up to the hype you got to live up to what we've seen from other defenses and defensive coordinators um uh, at alabama and i'm not expecting alabama to to have a repeat performance of necessarily what georgia did last year but <coughs> That 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 I think that is the absolute ceiling of this defense when you look at it and what what we're able to do with uh, the group of guys that we have. So I think Pete's under a lot of pressure this year in the sense of I don't know if we've been as talented down the depth chart across the boards as we are this year. I mean, you you look you look and you're going. How we how, how, how do we get Chris Braswell on the field? How do we get a Jamil uh, Burroughs on the field? <coughs> Excuse me. How do you get a a, a, a Otis on the field? How do you get a, a, a Devontae Lawson on the field? Terry and Arnold, Brian Branch, Malachi Moore. Ky- I mean, the, the number of guys that you're literally looking at this team going, how do we get all of these guys on the field? How do we find a role for them? Yeah, I don't know if we've seen it this way at Alabama. I know we, <laughs> I know the 2015, 2016 defenses were great, but I, I can't say it was that deep down the list that you're going. There's no way all these guys are going to play this year. It, it, it's just too many guys in front of them, and those guys behind them are will, like feature All-Americans and, and future first-round draft picks. So I. I I think the pressure really sets in on them this year to get things done and truly play at what not only Alabama fans, but the program itself has set a standard at of that. And speaking of Jaheim Otis, how impressive is it for this young man to come in and he's completely transformed his body and he's not done?
4: Well, I mean, it shows a bit uh, – it shows – uh, maturity. It shows a mature guy when uh, when he gets access to good coaching and good nutrition and and ha- hands on uh, a hands on approach. Not saying that he didn't get that at Mississippi at his high school, but when you come to Alabama, man, they, every they put you under the microscope and really try to uh, get you on a program and on a plan that that'll help you and, and improve you. And I think it just shows real maturity out of a young guy uh, to stick to a plan both on the diet side and on the exercise side, Uh, because it takes both. It absolutely takes both uh, to to, to lose that weight and to reshape your body. I think it shows real maturity out out of him, and and I take that as a very, very encouraging sign for what his play might look like on the field. You talk about guys like... uh, it was the guy who just went to the Patriots, Barmore, Christian Barmore, uh, couldn't yeah. get on the field because he was undisciplined. He, I mean, he was very talented, but he was undisciplined on the field. Um, I, I think that you see Jaheim Otis as a guy who's showing you his, uh, his maturity and discipline off the field, and I think that uh, when, when the time comes for him to be on the field, he will that, 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 that will translate to, to his play, being able to carry out his, his assignment at a high level.
3: Oh, without a doubt, and, and you look, the, the easiest guy. That Jay, have you ever been on a diet, my friend? So oh, yeah, yes, yes, I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my diets yes, yes, go I
4: like, oh, four days, three days. <laughs> I don't have that discipline. Yeah, and he's, he, he's 18, 17, 18, 19, golly, to be able to, now he's got, he, he, I mean, proportionately speaking, he has a lot more weight to lose than maybe you or I did, but it still takes that discipline.
3: Oh no, without a doubt. Uh just quick short. When I when I was still in uh, the Marines, I had I had I had to drop like 15, 20 pounds just to just to get back to where I wanted to be. And man, it took it took about two months to get it off. And man, that was the hardest two months. And I was 20, 23, 24 when I was doing this. And so I commend a 17, 18-year-old uh, kid, essentially, coming in and saying, hey, I want to be great, I want to be better. Because coming in, everybody was looking at him going, oh, man, he's, he's the next Mount Cody, he's the next Mount Cody, and all this. And now you're looking at him, well, he's not as big as Mount Cody is anymore. You just talk about the, like you said, the discipline that it takes. And so I, I shout, shout out and hats off to, to Jaheem Otis for putting in the work and being true to it. So let, let's see if it can translate onto the field. All right. So we got a big, big third quarter coming up with recruiting with Hank South. So we're going to go ahead and head to break. Remember, if you got any questions for Hank, you can call in at 205 342. 9904, that is the Alabama One
2: hotline. We'll catch you on the other side. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double
0: on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: All right, welcome back into the Morning Houston Show. I'm Xavier Houston, singing in this morning, and I am now joined by Hank South of two, seven, 247 Sports. How are you doing this morning, Hank? Hey Xavier, I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So, it has been a pretty busy week since the last time we talked. Uh, Going to get into some of the guys who were in town this past weekend and some of the guys who have announced that they will be committing soon two very high on the tide list. Uh, but before we do that, uh, the man himself, Pat has a call, uh, has a question for you. So I'm going to go ahead and put Pat through. Pat, you're on with Hank.
0: Good morning, fellas.
1: Uh, Hank, uh, question this morning is, uh, uh, Hicks from Texas. Oh, how good are our chances? And, uh, and just how important is being able to, uh, bring this young man out of
0: Texas to the state of Alabama. You said Hicks? Yeah, Da uh David David Hicks. Oh yeah, defensive, uh, lineman. defensive lineman. He uh, I guess I think he's more of an edge rusher, isn't he? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um yeah, no, I, I think he's I, I think he's a, a big target. Dude. He, he's number one defensive lineman in the country on our uh, composite rankings. Um there was a little bit more buzz about Alabama earlier this year. Um, I don't think he set up a visit. I know he's still talking to the staff, um, but I, I haven't heard as much in, in uh, you know, the last couple months regarding his name. Um, but, I you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Bama has plenty of interest in him and, and vice versa. I know he was just, I think he just went to Michigan State for a visit. Um, uh, but, you know, compared to some other of the defensive line targets, I'm, I'm not sure he's like one of these priority guys, but I, I think he's highly thought of.
0: I got you. Uh, hey, are, are we going to be
1: able to lock Peter Woods in? Are you ready to put up a crystal ball for Peter Woods? You know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm still picking Bama. I, you know, all along, that's kind of been my thought. Um, you know, there, there's been some buzz about Clemson. It's kind of like almost an identical situation to Jeremiah Alexander this time last year. You know, there was. The thought that like Clemson or Georgia, were, were going to get him, and then he ended up in in Alabama's class. Um, I still think he's going to end up at Alabama. Uh, haven't put in a pick yet. I might give it a couple more weeks, but um, yeah, no, I, I think Bama's still in, in 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 solid shape there. Good deal. All right, all right. Uh, let you. I'm sure Xavier's got some great questions for you. Hey, have a blessed day,
3: Hank. We'll take check on you next week. Bye bye. Yep. Do you All right, have a good one, Pat. So, (laughs) hey, he stole a little bit of my thunder with the Peter Woods question, but I want to get into all of the guys who were in town last week. Uh, Of course, Arch Manning, number one quarterback in the country, number one player in the country. Uh, Have you heard anything about how he felt about his visit to Tuscaloosa? Yeah, you know, I I checked in, and obviously, you know, we're not going to hear from Arch himself until –
1: until after all of his official visits, where he's going to be at Texas this weekend. Um, he took Georgia earlier this month. But, you know, I, I heard it went really well. He got in town on Friday night. Uh, you know, he spent a lot of time with the players. We saw that those the photos uh, coming out on Saturday night in the uniforms with all the other visitors and uh, hanging out with all the guys. Um, but, you know, the people I talked to said, you know, and we've been saying, you know, since the Eli Holstein committed, you know, Bama's probably running third for. For Arch Manning, with uh, Texas and Georgia leading, but I'm not really sure that's the case. You know, I, I think uh, uh, you know, Bama is in it a lot more than people think, even with uh, even with Eli Holstein committed. And he, he, you know, I, I was a skeptic. You know, I thought, you know, yeah, he's going to go somewhere else now that Eli's committed. But you know, the people I talked to kind of uh, have convinced me that you know, this thing is uh, he's, he's pretty wide open between these three schools. I don't think he's uh, I don't think he really knows what he wants to do yet, and and I, and I don't think Eli Holstein's a, is a huge, um, you know, I don't think that's a huge factor in his decision. I think he's still very interested in just um, the program and the opportunity, and um, he knows it's it's going to be pretty much a wide open competition for the starting spot once uh, once Bryce leaves. So um, I, I think it went as about as well as it could have gone for Alabama, uh, and, and we'll see. You know, I, um, you know, he's got Texas this weekend, like I said. Uh, you know, if he does decide to take his two other official visits, he has two other trips he could take. Um, but you know, Bama's right there in it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's clear Bama wants to take two quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, we'll Arch Manning be the other guy. I'm still, I'm not picking it yet, <laughs> but, uh, I, I think, um, I think it's still, he's still one to
3: watch very closely. Okay. Okay. And we also have the running back in the country and Richard Young, uh, the some of the top offensive linemen, uh Kaden Proctor, uh ohouse Aline, I think is how you say his name, the uh the superstar offensive lineman from uh overseas, uh Wilkin Formby. Um Wilkin is set to commit on Monday. Uh where do you think Alabama stands with those three guys at, as well as uh Richard Young?
1: Yeah, you know, um, we saw Will Conforti set his commitment date yesterday um, for Monday. Not a huge shock. A lot of these guys, you know, we've talked to coming out of the weekend, have said you know they want to try to make a decision within the next month or so um, before their senior seasons kind of fire up. He was one of them, so um, a little bit sooner than I thought he, he might announce, but uh, nonetheless within the month. Um, but you know, I, I think you know Bama and Ole Miss are kind of the two teams mentioned most for him. Um, you know, I. I thought Bama's been trending in this one. I think they're sitting in pretty good shape for him. Um, I, I don't think it's a lock by any means. You know, obviously he's from Tuscaloosa. He's got ties to Alabama. Um, but you know, I think Ole Miss has done a really good job recruiting him as well. Still would pick Bama, but, uh, it, it's not, you know, it's not a home run by, by any means, um, there. And then the other offensive lineman, um, there's a big offensive line weekend, um, Olaus Alinen. He's a guy that, uh, he, he, he visited, I think this was his fourth trip to Alabama this this past weekend, but it was his first time for his uh, family to be able to see campus and, and spend time with the staff, so that was a big deal for him, um, but he, uh, back, I think last November, when he first visited, he had named Alabama as leader, and, and at that point, he was still kind of relatively, um, I, I guess, relatively unknown, I guess, in the recruiting circuit, he was a four-star recruit, but. Um, he hadn't really done a lot of visits. I think Bama might have been his first visit, actually. Um, and, he, and he named Alabama as leader. You know, he was all about Alabama. And, and I, I think, you know, I think deep down he probably still feels that way. But he, he's, uh, you know, trying to take all his visits, trying to you know do his due diligence and, and see everything, and you know, enjoy the summer with his family. Um, so he's not naming leaders right now. But I, I think Bama's still in in uh, in a pretty good position for him um, when he does make a decision. I think he's going to be at. Georgia this weekend, and he's going to check out Oregon the next weekend. So, uh, But I think when it comes down to it for Olaus, um, it's probably Alabama-Ohio State um, battle there for him. Um, Then uh, a couple other offensive linemen, there's Francis Maligoa, the five-star tackle from IMG Academy. I think Bama has done a really good job recruiting him, um, especially with that IMG kind of Evan Neal, Tyler Booker, um, J.C. Latham connection. I I think that stands out to him. Um, Caden, Caden Proctor, another five-star offensive tackle, was on campus. Um, I actually think, you know, of all the visitors, Bama might have made the biggest move with him. In my opinion, um, I, I think, I think, you know, coming into the visit, he was he was a guy that was trending to uh, probably trending to or- or, uh, not Oregon, Iowa, his his home state. He's turned to Des Moines, Iowa, uh, but I think Bama kind of really made a statement with this visit. Impressed he and his mom. I talked to his mom a little bit. Earlier this week, and she said um, one thing that really stood out to her, um, which is kind of a subtle thing. But he said, or she said, before every meal, um, everyone's in a prayer, and she said that was a really big deal for her. So um, I think they they really set uh, set themselves up nicely with Caden Proctor, and and, uh, he'll be back this fall for a game. Um, And then Richard Young, another guy that's been to Bama a bunch, um, five (laughs) star running back from Florida. I think this was his fourth visit overall and third this year. Um, I, I still, you know, a guy that pretty much every school is recruiting really hard, but I think Bama is still probably the front runner there when uh, when all is said and done at this point. Uh, I think they've they've kind of set the bar for Richard Young, so uh, I don't think this visit was any different uh, from his, his past one in terms of impressing him. So, overall, really solid weekend.
3: Awesome, awesome. Uh, we have uh, another caller, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that would like to ask you a question, Hank. Little Al and Dothan, how are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, good morning, y'all. Thank you. Hey, Hank, I, I was just kind of questioning, you know, this new new era of NIL and everything that's going on, and, and you know, I was wondering how it's going to play out for Alabama. But, uh, you know, what kind of impact does, this massive contract that Minka Fitzpatrick signed, you know, do you, do these kids, do any of them really understand delayed gratification? They may have a modest NIL deal, you know, from Alabama, but the long-term payout is that, or are they thinking here now, just cash? I mean, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I think you make a really good point. I, I think that, um, that kind of, um, Development with Minka, and uh, I think that's going to reign supreme ultimately with a lot of these kids that Bama's recruiting. You know, I still talking to these kids, and I know it's probably not something that's going to be talked about uh, a whole lot yet, at least on the recruiting trail or at least in recruiting interviews. But NIL is really, it, it's it's very rarely mentioned, and, and I've asked about it a little bit. and But most kids, you know, they say it's a factor, but they say ultimately, uh, for example, Malik Bryant, who I talked to recently, I asked him, you know, how big of a factor is NIL for you? He said, you know, it's a factor. You want to be able to benefit from his name, but is it going to be, um, you know, the, the the biggest factor of his decision on where he ultimately goes? He says, no, not at all. So, you know, I, I think it's important for these kids. But like you said, you know, Bama can uh, market itself um, with what the the over billion dollar in contract deals that the guys have made in NFL, and, and and with Minka Fitzpatrick, I don't think that could have come in a better time. They've got some big um, defensive back recruits on campus this weekend, and Macari Vickers and and Cormani McLean and, and, and some big names um, at that safety position. So, um, no, you know, I, I, it's going to play a role. It's something that, you know, Bama's going to have to adjust to and and, uh, and all the schools are going to have to get used to um, until, you know, there's a little bit more guidelines to it and, and, and rules and, and that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think, you know, we're going to continue to see these schools that are putting out NFL draft picks like Bama, like Ohio State, those schools, I think that's still going to kind of be the, the ultimate um you know decision factor um at least in the in the immediate future all right thanks for letting me know appreciate it guys
3: yes sir yes sir. have a good one uh hank speaking of of the nil and all those things do you even think it could impact where some of these uh you said some of these guys for do you think it is how big of a factor do you think it is in landing some of these top end guys when it comes down to it, it, it or more more of them about the football aspect of it and wanting to play for a certain coach and team, or or more of them starting to lean towards that the the money side of it?
1: Yeah, you know, i I, I think the the guys that um I think the guys that you want on the team. And I'm not saying these kids shouldn't you know, want to be making money. You know, I think this is a really cool opportunity for these guys to be able to make money off their name and, and you know, benefit from that with the work they've put in. But I think the guys that are focused on, you know, picking their school um, for the chance to be developed um, and go to the next level, um, I think that's kind of the guys Bama would rather have. Um, and, you know, I, I think the big-name guys are um, obviously, you know, that's all – NL is going to be a, a factor in those. but. Um, you know, I, I think BIM is, you know, if, if they're just, if they're recruiting a kid that only cares about, you know, who's going to pay him the most, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how high up that person would step on their board if, if they're not focused on, you know, um, you know, wanting to, you know, that go hand in hand with uh, the development part. You know, it has to be, you know, you got to have the right mindset in, in terms of, I, I forgot who said it, but he said there was, uh, there's no NIL without, you know, the, the, Um, the work you put in um, and, and, you know, to stay at that level. So, um, yeah, these kids should certainly, you know, take advantage of opportunities they have, but they also have to remember that, you know, those opportunities aren't going to be there if you're not focused on the right things. So, um, you know, I I think football is still going to be the the biggest factor, especially, you know, when when you're getting recruited by Nick Staben, and he does a good job of breaking it down and kind of explaining that to them. And, you know, if, if you can get those kids with that kind of mindset, um, you know, I, th- I think you're still getting probably the best kids in terms of uh, you know future
3: future impact. Awesome. Uh, so want to look at into the, the junior college ranks. there's Malik Benson uh, who is a wide receiver who seems to be he was one of those guys that was in the wrong system in high school so he really wasn't developed. He gets to junior college and he starts to look like an All-American. We just signed his, uh, his teammate uh, in, in this year's class. Where do you think Alabama's chances are of landing him? He seems like he's developed a lot over the last year or so and will continue to do so. Yeah, I, I think ben is in a,
1: in a good spot to, uh, to make a move for him. He's actually on campus right now. Um, he named Tennessee, his leader after his official visit last weekend to, um uh, to Knoxville. But, you know, I, I think these kids are all going to be riding. Or, you know, he, he's taking five official visits in a month. So he's, he's probably going to be riding some, some extreme visit highs. Um, so I, I think that list is probably going to shift around a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I think them has got a good job for him and, you know, getting them on campus right now, um, you know, showing him what they've done with receivers, you know, letting him see it in person and how, you know, They've been able to achieve the success they have at that wide receiver spot and putting these kids in the league. Um, I, I think that's probably going to stand out a lot to him. He'll he'll wrap things up tomorrow, so hopefully we'll we'll get him on the phone and, and, and uh and get his thoughts. But um, you know, I, I think Bim is right there. Yeah, I know, like I said, he, he named Tennessee as leader, but I, I think that's probably going to switch around a little bit here in the next few weeks.
3: And who all is on campus for visits? Uh... This weekend, I know you uh, named off a couple of the big defensive backs, but any other big-name guys on campus right now or will be Uh, this weekend?
1: Yeah, so Malik Benson is is the big one right now.
3: Um,
1: I know Kermani McClain, the five-star safety, he's actually supposed to leave for Alabama today. Um, So, obviously, the the official visits are 48 hours. But, you know, summertime kind of gives you a unique opportunity to, you know, we've seen it before where – because these kids can't come in and, um, you know, they can't come camp or work out on official visits. It, it's strictly just a visit. Um, but we've seen it before where kids have showed up on, like, a Thursday um, on an unofficial visit, hung out, and then their official visit starts um, the next day, and that's when things start to get, um, you know, it, it transforms into the visit. So summer's kind of a unique opportunity to do that. You can actually kind of combine visits um, into, a, a, you know, multi-day stays um, so that, that's kind of cool. So come on is going to be on campus today. Um, I think through the weekend, um, beyond that, um, it, it's a pretty loaded weekend. Again, you know, there's a few five stars, Caleb Downs, the five-star safety, Samson Lola, the five-star offensive tackle, Shelton Sampson, um, the five-star receiver from Louisiana. Then there's a couple, uh, and then there's Justice Haynes, the running back from Georgia, Jelani Thurman, tight end from Georgia, uh, Damari Brown the cornerback from Florida and then uh, Ronan Hannafin who's a, uh, an athlete from Massachusetts of all places and then like I mentioned Macari Vickers so pretty uh, pretty loaded weekend uh, like last weekend um, so
3: uh, should be a should be another interesting one to track awesome well Hank we always appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk recruiting with us let everybody know where they can find you at yeah, thanks
1: for having me. Um, BamaOnline.com, and then my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right, Hank, you
3: have a good day. Thank you, too. All right, that was Hank South at 247 Sports and online. Breaking down recruiting. Looks like we still got a chance to land Arch Manning and the quarterback recruit put that in jeopardy. He said he's ready to compete From what it sounds like. But hey, guys, this was Xavier Houston sitting in for Martin today on the Martin Houston show. It has been a awesome week so far. So let's get ready to wrap it up tomorrow as I will be back as he continues to enjoy being out on assignment. Uh, Joe, thank you for pressing all the right buttons. Y'all have a blessed day.
0: Houston show on your home for Alabama sports tied 100.9 and screaming on the tied 100.9 app.
4: Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
0: Good Thursday morning, it's another day of heat advisories for the National Weather Service in Birmingham. Heat indices are again expected to reach around 105 degrees across West Alabama today. There also could again be pop up afternoon thunderstorms with some approaching severe limits. Take precautions out there for your children and your pets. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for complete coverage
2: of local news, sports, and weather. It's free. Don hartley town square media tuscaloosa hello this is martin houston with the martin houston show and i want to tell you about tuscaloosa custom carving if you're looking for a way to add value to your home make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-331. 6823, you may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom-shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you're telling that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Carving at 205-331-6823 Or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LLC. Tide 100.9 Traffic.